No, seriously, play it. Welcome to the Tuesday Show with CJ and Ted. This week, intense atmospheric rock with a dark and introspective edge. So yes, welcome to the Tuesday Show. Episode number two. Number two. Number two. Hello, number two. Part dear. We're in the studio. And uh, I'll tell you what they said. We, we've been here for a little while. We've been doing different things. But all the time that I've been here, I've had my headphones on. Yep. Now, I don't know whether you have this problem, but obviously because I wear glasses, the headphones press against my ears, which then presses against the frames of my glasses, which then presses against the side of my head. Mm-hmm. And it really hurts. But you know, I mean, obviously you're not wearing glasses right now, but it's actually it's getting really uncomfortable. What do you recommend? Not wearing glasses? Okay. I'm wearing contact lenses. There's a possible solution. I, I should probably wear contacts. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let me just throw in something there, because... You're, you're wearing headphones, mm-hmm. you're wearing a hat, Yes. and periodically, I've noticed you've been wearing a pen in your hat. Yes. Okay. Now, I'm just thinking, maybe you've got too much head paraphernalia. <laughs> okay. And if you strip away some of those layers, it's going to release mm-hmm. the pressure. It's, it may do. It, it, could be the, it could be the hat, the pen, and the, and the glasses giving you some sort of swelling. Yeah, maybe, but yeah, I just think it's because we've, uh, yeah, we've been doing a lot of work today and uh, i've had the headphones on for longer than we would normally so i've had my headphones on for for longer than you've had yours on okay i was here long before you got here. well yeah you were doing some work before i got here so um uh, in fact i'm surprised i'm wearing contact lenses because normally you know I, I think i've had them in for too long now but then mm. the only reason i had contact lenses in today was because i went for a haircut which hopefully makes sense because you know you want to be able to see what's going on yeah, see, I, I always have a problem when I go for a haircut because obviously I take my glasses off so they can cut my hair. Yeah, and um, yeah, up until recently, every hairdresser I've ever been to have, um, you know, they, they just throw the mirror behind your your head to get you to look at you know what they've done, and I'm just like, hang on a minute, I can't see anything. Mm-hmm. But thank, I've found a hairdresser now, thankfully. It's the same guy that that trims my beard for me, and uh, he quite graciously hands me my glasses back. Yeah. To put them on, as if to say, I'm now going to show you what I've done with your face yeah. um, and your head. <laughs> um, you might, you may wish to have a look. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no one else, no one else in my entire life has ever done that. Yeah, I thought that was quite nice, and um, yeah. I think he deserves a bit of a, a shameless plug for that. Which is uh, so, it's Nick's Hair Parlour in Northampton on St Giles Street. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick is the uh, the, the barber. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good guy did an amazing job with my beard and also my hair because I've changed my hairstyle recently it used to all kind of go forward and get spiked up and you know some weird trendy thing that you know I thought I just got bored of it after a while so now yeah. I've changed my hairstyle a little bit which um, which uh, now today includes a hat well yeah I, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to go along along with this you know your story about your hair and I'm just thinking I can't what, what does his hair even look like well at the moment it looks like a, a grey hat with packers written on it yep so shameless plug for the Packers, go Pack go. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, so that, that yeah that definitely reminded me of that. Yeah. Do you know what's interesting is when you're actually there at the barbers. Okay, you, you're about I don't know how far away from the mirror. Four feet. Four feet. Right, take four feet, mm-hmm. double it because you've got the whole reflection. Yeah, back. yeah, true. Yeah, am I right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's I never that, never considered that. Yeah, okay, that's science. So you've got double that. So you're looking eight feet away mm-hmm. plus 
usually you might have another foot between yeah. you and the mirror. Yeah. Because it's got to be held back a little bit so that you can actually see. That's right. No yeah. good just sticking it on the back of your head. Mm. So that's another foot. So that's another two feet. Yeah. So actually, we're, we're trying to look ten foot away. And if you're short-sighted, you're out of luck. I am very short-sighted. I'm pretty much blind without my glasses. Mm, Everything's just a big blur. There we go. Welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy everything we've got coming up. Stay tuned. Hey, CJ. Yo. It has been literally minutes since we started the show, and yet we've had no music. Oh my God. Uh, let's sort this out for the listeners, and uh, let's give them some... Intense atmospheric rock with a dark and introspective edge, maybe? That's exactly what was on the tip of my tongue.
And that was Drive from Empire, and we'll catch up with them a little later on. CJ, I've got a bit of a bone to pick with you. Okay. What did we get from McDonald's earlier? Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. Right, double cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Right, a double cheeseburger doesn't come as part of a meal, does it? No. No. If you have double cheeseburger and fries and a drink, mm. do you know that probably costs more than an extra value meal of one of the, the big sandwiches? I hadn't really thought about it. Because you've got all the component parts. Mm, that's true. But luckily, I had a brainwave and... I got, what are they called? There's things with fake chicken. <laughs> you mean nuggets? Nuggets, that's the one. Because I got some nuggets, I got a nuggets meal, uh-huh. which allowed for the fries and the drink. So all was well. Oh, well, thank you for that. But then I got an extra cheeseburger as well. Mm. There you go. But I have to ask, did you enjoy your double cheeseburger with a garnish of double cheeseburger i absolutely did there's nothing better than a, you know having a double cheeseburger with a double cheeseburger on the side just it just the perfect complement to a double cheeseburger double cheeseburger another double cheeseburger and fries as hors d'oeuvres yeah hors d'oeuvres which must be obeyed at all times <laughs> um no i did enjoy my uh double cheeseburger feast thank you very much how was your um how was your food standard Standard. That's. I mean, that's the one good thing that you get from, well, McDonald's. Other places are available, of course. Is that it's not world-beating, but it's always going to be the same. Yeah. Yes and no. There's always going to be a, a relative amount of cleanliness and speediness and familiarity about the food and where you're going. I disagree with one of those points. I disagree with one of them. At your peril. At my peril. <laughs> Were you saying? Oh, no, no, sorry. At your desk. That's what yeah, I meant. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you say it comes relatively fast, but I, I think, see, in the last five years or so, mainly because it's you know because I go out and work on the road quite a lot and you know eat more fast food than I probably should, but I have noticed fast food slowing down. The actual process of getting a fast food meal, whether you're in the restaurant ordering at the desk or in a drive-thru has slowed down a lot. It used to be you'd go up, you'd talk to somebody face-to-face at a window, they'd take your cash, and by the time you get to the next window, your order was there in a bag ready to go. Now, you order a, you know, you're talking to a machine, which is then linked to somebody wearing a headset. Um, You then go around to, if you're lucky, (laughs) if you're lucky, you go to another window, or you go to your first window where you'd pay, but that doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes there's nobody there and you have to go to the next window where they give you your food to then pay at the same time. But the whole process now can take up to 10 minutes. And I'm just like, well, that's not fast food to me. Oh, yes, it's it's generally faster than, you know, a proper restaurant. Yeah. But what happened to to being able to walk in, go double cheeseburger meal or one quarter pounder, Whopper, like, you know, whatever, whatever the chicken equivalent is in, in... um, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and and it being on a tray or in your hand less than a minute later. What happened to that? I think a few things happened to that. One, I think maybe it's the, the breadth of menu option. At McDonald's, you used to get a Big Mac, quarter pound of cheese, fillet of fish, blah, 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 something else, whatever. 
and that was pretty much it. Awesome mm. nuggets. Yeah. You know, you got your sodas or you got your milkshakes. Now you've got alternatives for everything. All the healthy options. Well, ish. Well, healthy ish. <laughs> okay. As healthy as McDonald's can can allow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, some some of those are quite easy because it's just like you know, a bag of fruit. Mm. Well that's easy easily done. But there were other options like the chicken salad. Yes. The presumably other salads. I don't know. I've only ever had chicken salad. Seasonal burgers. They've always got some sort of special on the go. Mm. They've decided for some reason that anything goes. So you can you can go into a restaurant now. I say restaurant. You can go into a McDonald's now and use one of the screen things. Yeah. And you can order pretty much what you want. You know, admitting to, to my, uh, my, my greed when it comes to a McDonald's breakfast, I have done this with the, uh, the old touch screens where you can you know, get yourself a double sausage and egg McMuffin. You can... We've done this. We've done this. We have. Oh, my goodness. How did you forget about that? I, I, no, I'd forgotten about it. No, no, yeah. So you've done it. You've put an extra, yeah. an extra patty. Extra of... patty, extra bacon. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can put additional bacon in there. So you can have two bits of bacon. Mm-hmm. You can take out the egg or you can put an extra egg in. You can pretty much customise your entire breakfast now. And you, you, can, you can pimp your muffin. Pimp your muffin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can pimp your muffin, you can ladies pimp and gentlemen. Your muffin. Um, but uh, yes, you know, there's now this phenomenon of you can, you can use the, the touch screen and pretty much make, as you said, what you want. It's almost like people are actually getting what they want. But the, the trade-off is it's now a slower process. But yeah, bacon gate. Pork gate, we'll call it. Pork gate. Yeah. Did we get to the bottom of what caused that? No. Well, I, I, because it, it wasn't... Uh, sorry, I, I should let you explain. What actually happened so, when uh, we went to McDonald's? So Ted and I went to McDonald's when we were on our way to London. And I, I was introducing Ted to the concept of the customizable breakfast. Hmm. Um, so using their nice touchscreen things, and you can select your double sausage and egg McMuffin me. And I was like, oh, you need to watch this. And we, we went to customize, and I was like, right, we'll have an extra patty, you know, an extra sausage patty, so it becomes a triple sausage and egg McMuffin. But then I was like, oh, the bar's like, it gets better. Go down to the bottom of the screen, and it says, bacon and you can add bacon to it now when we did this that option was unavailable and i suddenly thought to myself hang on a minute because this happened a few days before as well i went to a a mcdonald's to get some breakfast and they didn't have any bacon there either there was a big sign on the door saying there is no bacon i was like okay that's a bit odd but um yeah and then apparently uh one of the, the guys who was um working there piped up and said that there was a national mcdonald's bacon shortage not a national bacon shortage? No. A national McDonald's bacon shortage. Yeah. So I, I promptly jumped on the old uh, Google search engine and looked up bacon shortage, or UK bacon shortage, and yeah, the, the first article to come up was from The Independent, saying that McDonald's had basically run out of bacon across the entire country, and I, I didn't think that was possible. In this day and age where everything is available all the time... You would not think that McDonald's could run out of bacon. And the reason why I would think that they cannot run out of bacon is... Bacon is usually on sale. Mm, Yeah, you're right. So, McDonald's has no business running out of bacon when bacon is for sale. No, that's right. Are they going to be the first ones in the queue at Tesco... 
or Tesco Extra or Asda or wherever, when the doors open and they can go in and get every rasher of bacon there is. Well, they could. We live in a 24-hour society now. Even supermarkets are open 24, 24 hours a day. In the case of the McDonald's bacon shortage, there should be no reason why they can't you know, go into their cash or you know, get authorization to get some cash out, go to the local Tesco 24-hour and buy a load of bacon, shove it in their fridge or freezer or whatever, ready for when the customers want their bacon rolls in the morning. Yeah. And given that authorization, what a fantastic opportunity for good um, public relations. You, know, you just give authorization to all your, your managers to go out and buy as much bacon as they possibly can, and bacon for everyone. Exactly. How about that? Manage to turn the whole situation around. So one minute you're being lampooned for not having any bacon mm-hmm. in McDonald's, yep. and the next minute, there we go, every Bacon yep. muffin comes with free bacon. Absolutely. And extra bacon. Extra bacon. Whether you want it or not. Again, listeners, if you know of other fast food outlets that do breakfast, please let us know and I'll happily go and sample it. <laughs> we will go and sample it. We will just, do... Just try and stop me. We will broadcast <laughs> from that. <laughs> yeah, we will record we live. We will record, yeah. <laughs> live from breakfast. <laughs> And that goes for anywhere. If you know anywhere that's great for breakfast, mm. uh, within a reasonable mileage of... Well, we're not really in the same place most of the time, but no. it, if you know somewhere that does a great breakfast, yep. we will go there. Mm. We will record breakfast yep. at that venue. And if you're really lucky, we might even invite you along for breakfast as well. <sighs> ma- ma- mainly because someone needs to pay for us. Yes, that's true. <laughs> no, I'm going I'm to change this, okay? If you know somewhere that's great for breakfast, we'll join you and you can buy us breakfast. Yeah, there's, um, there's your prize for recommending good places for breakfast. Your, your prize is to buy us breakfast yeah. and we'll record. Yeah, there you go. KFC. Who wants chicken for breakfast? I can't think of it. Well, I don't know. Would chicken ever work in a breakfast? I can't think of a scenario where chicken would work as a, as a suitable replacement for sausage or bacon. Although they or black pudding. they are heavily involved with a particular brand of cornflakes. Mind you, so are tigers. Great. <laughs> yes. They do like their animals, that brand, don't they? They've got, mm-hmm. they got the tiger, they've got the chicken on the cornflakes box. They've got, the, they got monkey as well. Yeah, they've got the monkey on the cocoa Where's box. the chimpanzee? Uh, it's called Coco the Monkey, so I only know that from one of the radio shows I listen to. The host, the the presenter, is friends with the guy who does the voice of the Coco. I thought you were going to say he's friends with Coco the Monkey. Well, he is. He's friends with the guy who does the voice of Coco the Monkey on the adverts. I didn't know he had a voice. Mm. What does he say? I, I don't know. Come on, Croc, let's go and do something that is probably a bit inappropriate for me. What's that? <laughs> it's a talking monkey. Yeah, he doesn't just go. <laughs> no. Oh, oh. That's what monkeys usually say. That, that is terrible. <laughs> um, no, uh, the, the where, whereas tigers, as we know, just go around saying "great, great." <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I haven't seen one of these adverts. But then again, I don't spend that much time watching TV, if I'm honest. Stop. More, more, more serial stuff. Snap, crackle, and pop. Are they still about? Uh, yes, I think they're still about. Uh, now, the guy off the ricicle. Do we? Do, can you still get ricicles? What are ricicles? They were like rice krispies. But sugared, okay. whereas Rice Krispies is just popped rice. So who was the guy? I don't know. There's some guy in a spacesuit. Really? Yeah. Do you know what? That rings a bell. Okay. Who's who's the who's the hairy guy? The honey monster. The honey monster. I'm glad I went straight there. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been really tragic. Yeah. Uh, so the honey monster. Honey monster. Honey monster. Basically, took over his brand. Mm. Yes. At, at one time, they were sugar puffs. Yeah. Now, what are they? 
honey. I think they're just called honey puffs now, honey, aren't they? Honey puffs. Honey, honey puffs. Of honey months. So, as part of all the process for putting this podcast together, towards the back end of last year, I went and had a chat with a local band called Empire. And what we have for you now is some music and the interview that came out of that, so I hope you enjoy it.
So that was Homegrown from Empire, and I think you'll agree that's an outstanding track. I'm still with some of the boys from Empire, lead guitarist Did Coles, bassist Grant Hockley, and drummer Jack Bowles. Sadly, the frontman Henrik Steenholt couldn't be with us today. He's currently sunning himself in the Maldives, which is nice for some people, isn't it? Very rock and roll. But I'm sure he's going to be here in spirit. Um, so gentlemen, thank you for inviting me to your illustrious studio. It is great to see you all. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, so first of all, Homegrown, where did it come from? That track is taken off our second EP. It's a bit of a seven-minute marathon. It's kind of the, the premise, the, the idea of the song. It's a little bit of a touchy subject, but it, someone described it as atheist rock. It's, it's kind of our digger, organised religion, and the, the damage it can do. So with, with a title like Homegrown, you might presume it might be about drugs. But it's actually more of our thoughts about um, the damage that um, certain ideological beliefs can do to individuals and societies and more more personalised as well about how someone can, you know, just experience life for themselves and work life out from their own experience rather than being, you got to obey this book or... So it's yeah, nice, nice, happy subject matter. Yeah, we're a cheerful band, yeah. <laughs> Cracking. All right, so Empire then, how did, how did it all start? I joined, I think, in July or August after about three months of auditioning and then eventually gave up looking and settled for me. I think the ads are still up, so if anyone wants to apply... Then it, wasn't a, it wasn't that <laughs> case at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm still the new boy. You're well gigged in now, and we've, we've just recently... You've uh, broken me in. Yeah, we've, we've just been to the gym today. In yeah, fact, yeah. we're getting close. <laughs> uh, but the uh, you've done some studio stuff with us mm-hmm. now. We've done photo shoots and uh, prepping the next music video. So, yeah, Grant's well well in the band now, secured his position. It's not an ego-based band. We're all, you know, equal contributing parts to the whole. Grant um, fit the bill spot on. So and he's 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 been great since uh, since he's joined and we're we're definitely moving forward. Prior to that, Jack joined myself and Henrik. So Jack, why don't you? Uh, it was basically just through Facebook, yeah, really. social media. Cause like, platform, yeah, because yeah. like with um, yeah, you, um, um, I sent so you a message, private message on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was through um, Kev Hickman of uh, Raven Eye at the time. Ra- yeah, but now he's, he's, he's a drummer yeah. for Aaron Buchanan. And the yeah, because they so. did. Yeah, and um, he found me because I I found him through his friends page. I think I literally I didn't oh, he didn't yeah. even recommend you. He recommended someone else. Oh, and then yeah, I, yeah, I literally yeah. scrolled through his. Facebook and was like, oh, you play drums. Oh, right. Was that the first one on the list? No, the difficulty in recruiting the people with the right standard and yeah. the right commitment, it got to a stage where the adverts weren't working because your original's music at, at the initial level, there's no money in it. You know, you're going to mm-hmm. have to travel. You're going to ha- potentially have to do some toilet gigs. Yeah. So you've got to be 100% passionate about music and believe in it and want to participate. And we're all music lovers, but finding people that are available that want to do it and, and get involved and push the band is very difficult. So we had a very hard time with advertising and even mutual friends, can you recommend? Everyone's busy. So it did get to a point where I was scrolling through hundreds of profiles trying mm. to find a drummer, but Jack got back to me and... I was almost sort of like going to not be able to do it because like I was at uni at the time. I didn't really have the resources at my own house, so I had to do it at my college. What happened then was, when you got my message through, did you check out the band and think, you know, this is cool? No, it's... 
Yeah, it wasn't a matter of whether I liked it or not, because I did, I did like it, but it was a matter of, do I have time to it? Because I was yeah. with because I played for a lot of other people. Um, you do some stuff with the, the guy from Ocean's Colour Scene. Oh, uh, Andy Bennett, yeah. yeah. We main work. Right? Yeah, yeah. We're, the, we're the main ones. <laughs> anyway, after that, I think, you know, you sent the audition video through, and then you came over and met me and Henrik, and mm. we had a jam, and you, you've been playing with us ever since. That was, was it two years ago? Prior to that, Myself and uh, Mr. Maldives, we played together in a covers band uh, local to Northamptonshire called Great Divide, and we'd been working together for, for eight years. I met Henrik when I was, uh, I'd just graduated from Guitar X. My first thought, I thought that's an original's voice. And for the first EP, when Empire formed, we, we actually got some, just some session guys that we played within the covers band to mm-hmm. come in and but after the reception of that, we needed to, you know, secure full-time members, if, and it's it's mainly all original stuff now. What first got you interested? Well, I started when I was about, I think it was five or six. It was one of my uh, primary school teachers who, because she noticed I kept on hitting things. They sort of just gone from there. When did you get the bug? It was probably maybe 12, 13, because that's when I started to go to jam nights as well. Mm-hmm. So you were playing with bands at like 12, 13? Yeah, sort of, but they're all much older than me. I just started out as a drummer. So I started when I was 12. My dad was a musician playing in local bands, so I kind of grew up seeing him playing pubs and other events. So it's kind of felt like the normal thing to do. So he encouraged me, you know, paid for lessons. I started playing in his bands at a young age and sort of depping playing in a variety of situations like you know, orchestras and swing bands jazz bands all that sort of stuff but as a drummer and then I switched to bass probably four or five years ago I've always been able to play I can, I can play a bit of guitar I can play a bit or I used to be able to uh, play a little bit of bass and sort of switched to it being my sort of primary instrument about sort of five uh, five years ago maybe when the, the job came available and the covers band I was playing with at the time and so yeah and so I haven't looked back since and don't have barely picked up sticks. Well, I actually started on The Ivories. My parents got me into music. They're still my biggest musical heroes. I didn't really know what I wanted to play at a young age, about sort of seven or eight, but I had um, keyboard lessons and organ lessons went through that. And looking back on that, that really got me grounded with um, music theory and notation and Mm -hmm. understanding that aspect of it. But I remember playing in a little duo with my friend who had a Red Squire. We were rehearsing something for a school assembly and he went off for a Jimmy Riddle and he left his (laughs) guitar on, it was on the overdrive sound. Got off the keyboards, just hit that low E. That was the moment. And then begging mum and dad, you know, can we get a guitar? Got really hooked when I was about 14 and uh, yeah, didn't have much of a social life. Now I teach as well, so it's uh, all I do really. That's a nice segue into the next question, which is, what do you do outside of the band? I'm a Perry teacher a little bit of the week, so I've, I've, I've worked in schools for a long time, but I, I do like a couple of days in the junior school teaching kids one-on-one, but my main thing is uh, a music school uh, called Brackley Music, mm-hmm. which I teach ages 8 to 80, and that's mainly all group-based tuition. It's like bands, and they go out and do jam nights and things, so it's, it's way more fun and just creative, and I love that. Then I go to the pub. Uh, I do technically four jobs. I do garden labouring. Um, that's probably one of the most rewarding ones other than playing music. Uh, there's a couple of my friends who live out in Warsaw. I, um, I sometimes help their dad with um, moving like fireplaces and things. 
trying to get a narrowboat at the moment, but that's going to be... I kind of learned quite early on when I went to music college that earning money from music was difficult and not very well paid unless you're extraordinarily talented and you know really really want to do it or you know want to teach or and I, I kind of realized I wanted to do music on my own terms and do what I enjoyed and sort mm-hmm. of treat music as a, if I can earn money doing what I want great otherwise I'll, I'll have a you know a normal day job and actually earn some you know earn some cash mm. so I, I kind of went for what everyone else does which is IT for me it's it's still quite early days and so it's still very exciting so I haven't done the 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 hard slog yet where mm-hmm. you think oh is it, is it worth it it's still it's still all new so exciting so every gig's in a new venue um, so really I haven't been in that place yet for me it was more just I think it's just trying to be able to do everything you know trying to just get some time to when we were recording at Harrogate a couple of weeks back that was stressful for you, yeah, wasn't it, getting uh, the time off work? Yeah, because mm. it, uh, it was a day when I usually work. But we had a, a day in the studio yeah. guaranteed because we'd done a, a show there um, the previous, was it? Well, last year, I think it was, yeah. Mm. And, um, yeah, we were going to do some live video recording and we had this big Toman takeover day. They're the music distributor in Europe and they, they gave us access to their Instagram for 24 hours and we're mm-hmm. posting all about empire and like that was all going to happen on that day mm. and you yeah you just had <laughs> right leading up to it didn't you just yeah. arranging your time so that you could do it i think did you drive up on the morning in the end yeah what i was going to do is when i got the day off it was going to be finish the 12 at night and then head straight down to harrogate <laughs> but i mean luckily well i still got to put about four in the morning so well, it, well, in terms of difficulties and things, I think the Empire thing, what, what, we, what I talked about earlier, two great members that have joined me and Henrik, finding those people, you know, with all this technology and social media and access through friends, you know, and all the networks you can... Find, finding those people was a massive challenge and, t- and took mm-hmm. a long time because we... We, we we loved the band and the music and really wanted to make a good go of it, but you can't you can only do so much as two people and yeah. so yeah. many acoustic videos. So that was a huge challenge and, and off can could be very demoralising in terms of found someone let's meet him and they're just not quite the right match for whatever mm-hmm. reason and you just you just go back to peg one. So that 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 was that was frustrating. We've got fans in Louisiana, Australia. We've got fans, you know. New Zealand and hopefully in Japan. <laughs> I'd like to go to Japan, uh, America, and I'm I'm a creative. I'm naturally creative. I want to be in a room with musicians. I want yeah. to be writing songs. I want to be mm-hmm. rehearsing. I want to be gigging, doing shows. I want I want to be doing that. You know, that's right. where my heart is and where I'm mm-hmm. happy. You've got some stuff coming up: videos, an album, upcoming tour. Anything else that the listeners can look forward to? HRH road trip in Ibiza. That's yeah. May. That, that's okay. going to be great fun. I think we're going out with I think massive wagons are there as well, which would be good fun. We've played with those guys before. Mm-hmm. Riders Creed as well, yeah. guys like that. Uh, we just had a, a small tour announced where we're supporting 13 stars for a few of their. Uh, a few days, yes. And uh, is it King's Lot as well? Yeah, yeah. Lots of songwriting, new material. Yeah, trying to get those good support slots for next year building the fan base and we are going to Bob Harris's house next year doing an Under the Apple Tree session mm-hmm. which is an acoustic session which gets broadcast so we'll be doing an acoustic session with Empire there planning for an album release and when can we expect the album to drop? 
That's a really good question. It's going to be late. We've got two singles, brand new singles coming out quite soon. And we've just had My Immortal come out. It will probably be late, mid to late next year. Yeah. Uh, so be sure to go to the band's website, www.empire.co.uk. That's Empire with a Y, not an I. Um, catch up with all the latest news, upcoming events, listen to and purchase music. Follow the band on Twitter and Instagram at Empire Rock and search for Empire on Facebook. Um, listen and download music from Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Music and check out the YouTube channel as well for all the music videos. And I can categorically say some of them are amazing. I haven't watched them all yet, but they are brilliant. Thanks a lot. So, um, and if you want to get in touch with the band, if you want to organise a gig, make sure you contact terry at rockpeoplemanagement.com. All right, so guys, thank you very much for your time. Um, it has been a genuine pleasure standing here listening to you chat. But I really look forward to, to seeing you up and coming in the future. Loads more videos coming out. I really want to get some, you know, as soon as you're out. We'll see you at a show as well, won't we? Soon? Yeah, so. hopefully soon, yeah. yeah. Hopefully soon. Um, but now I'm going to hand over to Did to introduce the next track for our listeners. Okay, so uh, this track's called Just a Ride, and it's off our uh, first EP. And uh, th- this song was written as a tribute to uh, a legendary comedian called Bill Hicks, uh, who had uh, a great exit routine to one of his uh, comedy shows where he'd uh, basically, it's kind of a philosophical thing, but he'd say life was just like a, just like a ride. It had ups and downs, peaks and troughs, and kind of wrote it as a tribute to him. So I uh, hope you all enjoy it. And here it is, just a ride. Yeah. 
CJ, you obviously got on uh, like a house on fire with the guys from Empire. Those guys are brilliant, um, and I just love the fact that, like me, they've all got beards. I know, I was just about to say that. I mean, no wonder you got on well. I mean, there was also a picture on social media. Yeah. There you are, all with your beards, looking like a, I don't know, some sort of convention for the well, displaced. I have, I have to say, I, <laughs> I was just about to say, out of all of those, point, my beard was still quite new uh, back then. So um, You're looking very trim whilst we're talking of beards at the moment. You're not in the body, obviously, in terms of the beard. <laughs> I say, my body has never looked trim. I'm sorry, that's the first time I've tried to give a sort of compliment and then actually destroyed you at the same time. So yeah. there you are. It's called you'll a backhanded go, you'll, compliment. Your backhanded compliment, you'll go home weeping, but at least you'll have a tidy beard. <laughs> Absolutely. This is Noel Edmonds' life, I think. Um, but <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 yeah. You had that done about a week or so ago. It's, it seems to be. Uh, yeah. are, you, are you keeping it up yourself? You... Well, I'm. You know, keeping. I, I haven't really done any maintenance since I've had since I've had it uh, trimmed. I should say uh, my beard. This is yeah, uh, just yeah. to clarify. Um, but yeah, no, I had a, a really good time uh, with, with Empire and and did and the guys. They yeah, they were. Yeah. Really, really good, and um, and actually, as we record this, they're they're off doing a gig at the moment, fairly local to here. So I think we should really be there. But yeah, oh well, wish them good luck. Yeah, did they wish us good luck? I think they did. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> That's great. Here's a question I've always wondered, though, about fry-ups. So, so you go to, like, um, yeah, we all know what a bed and breakfast is. You get a bed and breakfast. Yes. Does the same apply? Because I've never done this, but I've never used one before. Does the same apply to Airbnbs as well? Because obviously you get a bed, but do you then get breakfast as well? Is it like a and b just on a smaller scale where you're just in someone's house as opposed to a purpose-built B&B? The thing with Airbnb is it is a mixed bag. Well, as far as I can tell... And I, I've used Airbnb once recently. Mm-hmm. From what I can tell, it's almost like a marketplace for a spare room, which could be could be you know next to nothing, or it could be uh, an entire house. Could be anything. Okay. You know, not a tortoise. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> it, you know some, some some sort of dwelling. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, but in the same way as eBay, some of it seems to be okay. Some of it is not so okay. 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 There's a massive variance of prices. The reason why there's a massive variance of prices is because some places look like it's, you know, it's a bit of a hostel after the atomic event. Okay. And some places (laughs) are... A lovely country cottage, mm. you've got the entire thing, with a swimming pool, a couple of Labradors thrown in, you know, not into the swimming pool. <laughs> it's it's everything. It's it's one thing to one thing to the, the other it's extremes. Do you get a breakfast? Sometimes you get a breakfast, sometimes you don't get a breakfast. I don't think that's right. No. I think that right, okay, and the Airbnb that I stayed at recently, mm-hmm. the, the the second B was missing. What? Yes. So you, you cannot call yourself a B and B if you do not provide the second B. That's Air B and yeah, that that was well, just Air B because there's no and anything and fresh air. Yeah, and, and you like know, a wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
So out of your Airbnb experience then, did you get uh, the post-apocalyptic hostel or a house with a couple of weirdos or a whole house to yourself? I got the middle option. Okay. What were they like? Um, Let's just hope they don't listen to this podcast. I'm sure they won't. Well, then again, you wouldn't have gone under your, your real name of Ted James, though, would you? So. No, I wouldn't. No, I'd use a, some sort of student. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's okay. They they won't know who you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's you know it's actually quite a nice place. Um, little cottage, two up, two down. Mm. There was a youngish couple, probably thirties or something, who owned the place. She seemed all right. You know, quite pleasant, quite sort of welcoming. Mm. You know, she opened the door. I mean, that that, that helps. And said, "This is where your room is," and so on and so forth. But then, the following day, I think it was the following morning, Right. I met him. Okay. Yeah. And he was a sort of a, a mixture between... I, you could imagine him being the sort of, I don't know, like a, like a, a, a kind of a semi-sort of strict teacher... Okay. For the Hitler Youth. Alrighty then. Yeah. No, I, I made that a little bit too strong. <laughs> okay, let's um, <laughs> just rewind a second then and try that again. Oh. Next question. <laughs> okay, so out of a possible five stars, how would you, how would you rate this particular Airbnb experience? Out of a possible five stars, I would rate this Airbnb experience as. Half a star. Half a star. Half a star. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, but do you know what? It could only ever possibly have half a star because it was only half a B and B. Yeah. It was only a B. Yeah. And it wasn't even the tasty B. Oh, we all need a tasty B every now and again. <laughs> Just as a, a quick reminder, we are doing a review or reviews of films that one of us has already seen and probably most of the world has seen, but one of us hasn't. And in your case, we have had you watching Notting Hill. Hmm. Notting Hill. What a, what a movie. I mean, what can I say about Notting Hill? That's what we're waiting to hear. Well, that's definitely two hours of my life I'm never getting back, so thank thank you for, for making me watch that. I've got... No, you know what? I've got one question about that movie. Okay. So, she goes into his bookshop. He then runs into her, literally, in the street a little while later, caking her in, in orange juice. Yeah. He then persuades her to go back to his house to go and get changed. Yeah. Okay. Then as she's leaving... She decides it's a good idea to play tonsil tennis with this complete stranger. Well, they 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 got on, but who does that? That that makes. I mean, there is only one reason for that to be in the movie, and that is to jumpstart the entire plot of he likes her, she likes him, but it's all a bit complicated. I think if they'd have taken that out, there there wouldn't have actually been a story there at all. No, of course there wouldn't. If you took the plot line of, out of most stories. There wouldn't be much of a story. But it just felt a little bit weak, the way, like I say, you know, she, she was reluctant to go back to his house. She mm-hmm. got changed. Mm-hmm. And then as she was leaving, she decided to, like I say, give him a kiss. And I don't see the... No, I don't understand why she did that. There was no 
motivation for that that mm. I could see. So mm. that didn't make any sense to me. But anyway, it was uh, overall... Um, never happened to you then? Never ever happened to me. But then again, that's because I'm ugly. So there's... Uh, there's this is true. There's a reason for that. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so overall, it wasn't a bad movie. It, it just could have been a lot I, better. Do you know what? The, I mean, the fact that it had a plot is an interesting thing to pick up on as, as being a failing on, on that particular film. Mm. There were there a number of things that actually um, don't quite sit right. So, first of all, he lives in a large townhouse in Notting Hill. Yep. Now, an expensive area of London. It's a pretty expensive area of London. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he also has a bookshop, mm-hmm. which let's assume he doesn't own the real estate there. Then he's paying quite large rents. It has no customers, mm-hmm. just the occasional shoplifter yep. or visiting um, movie star to whom he gives the books for free. Yep. He also employs an assistant. Yes. In order to administer all the customers that... Don't turn up. Don't turn up. That doesn't really ring true to me. No. Listeners, if you can clear up this mystery (laughs) as to how Hugh Grant or... What's his name now? Something bland, isn't it? What's the character's name? Were you really paying attention? Um, Yeah, William Thacker. That's the one. Yeah. You did watch it, though. I did watch it, yeah. You did watch it, well done. Did did you not get that from all the hateful text messages I was sent, sending you whilst I was watching it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you've got any idea how um, William Thacker of Horse and Hound manages to uh, sustain his uh, lifestyle hmm. prior to marrying um, the uh, uh, probably millionaire actress, uh, what was her name? Anne something. Was it Anne? No, Anna. Anna Scott. Anna, Anna Scott. That's it. Anna Scott. Then uh, please let us know. Mm, who knows? But overall, uh, good, uh, good movie over, overall. Just, I wish I didn't see it. <laughs> I now can't unsee that. <laughs> so thank you for that, Ted. I appreciate it. No problem. So I'm afraid you're not going to get those two hours back. But you use them watching the film. How many stars out of a possible five-star rating... Would you give Notting Hill? I would go for three. Three out of five. Yeah, well, overall, it was good, but I'll, I won't go out of my way to watch it again. You heard it here first. Notting yeah. Hill reviewed some probably 20 years after it was filmed. So, three out of five stars, which tells me that you probably did slightly enjoy it. It was okay. Like I say, not. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it again, but I don't... Yeah, I don't 100% regret watching it. But yeah, it was okay. Excellent. A success. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think? Yeah, you. Uh, I would say text in, but you haven't got our text number, so you can't do that. Um, <laughs> but by, Te- Text in on XYZ. But by all means, tweet us. Or send us a direct message. Tweet us. Get us on Facebook. Send us an email. Um, let us know what you think of Notting Hill. Is yeah. it, do you like it? Do you dislike it? What's good and bad points? Do you agree with what we're saying? Or, yeah. or do you completely disagree? Um, you know, either way, let us know. Send us an email on 07777 XYZ. <laughs> or tweet us on 07777 <laughs> Cathedral City. Cathedral <laughs> City. Oh, dear.
So anyway, um, as a punishment for making me watch that, you know, for losing those two hours of my life, which I'm never getting back, uh, I've decided which film you're going to go away and watch, and that is Ace Ventura. Oh, right. What? Oh, I thought I was going to get a different one this week. Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Okay, I don't need... Well, I haven't seen it. Well, there you go. That's why you didn't know that's what it's called. That is okay. So it's a film about a pet detective. Yeah. Okay. Let's not talk some. No, I'm not going to tell you anything okay, about no, it. Right. You yeah, need yeah. to go away and uh, you need to go away and watch it. But it's, yeah. it's one of my all-time favourite movies. I watch it once a year, mm-hmm. just in what, time. What time of year? Actually, around this time of year, just in time for the Super Bowl. All oh, right. So I know you're not into American football, but um, I love American football, and Ace Ventura is my annual Super Bowl movie. So I watch it every year before watching the Super Bowl. Because it's my annual Super Bowl movie. I learn something new about you every day. <laughs> every day's a school day. Every day's a school day. Yeah, absolutely cracking film. Okay, Ace Ventura... Pet Detective. Pet Detective. Is it genuinely a film about a pet detective? Yeah. Who's in it? Jim Carrey. Oh, I might like it. CJ, there goes our sweeper again. As you'll know, it comes from a track called Tuesday. Yeah. Very apt for us. Mm, good track. And comes from Dark Star 73, or a.k.a. Steve Loxley, who actually partners up with Amanda Rogers for a group called Somber Moon. And we've got a track from them called Blurred Reality, which we're going to play right now. Lovely.
And that was Blurred Reality from Somber Moon uh, with uh, Dark Star 73 or Steve Loxley and Amanda Rogers on vocals. So uh, that's available on iTunes. That's a good tune. I, I quite enjoyed that. Different to what we've had so far on this episode. A bit more, uh, a bit more daft punk than, uh, than punk rock. So. They are an electronic duo from Gloucester. Mm, good old Gloucester. Good old Gloucester. Dr. Foster went to Gloucester. Did he? In a shower of rain. He stepped in a puddle, which went up to his middle, and he never went there again. Well, now, there's a lesson to be learnt for old Dr. Foster. Yes. Um, I was just thinking, actually, because there's uh, two of them, you know, Steve and Amanda, does that make them double Gloucester? <laughs> I love a good cheese joke. You can't beat cheese jokes. What kind of cheese do you use to, to hide a horse? Mascarpone. Hey. Hey. I, I, I... Did, you, did you hear about the explosion at the cheese factory? Oh, dear. There was debris everywhere. <sighs> what cheese is made backwards? Eat them. Uh... Yeah, that's all i got for now. <laughs> It's feedback time. Whoop, whoop. Yes, indeed. It was episode number one of the Tuesday show just last week, and we've got some comments in from you out there. First of all, it's at Brooker411, who is co-host of the Character Unlock podcast. It says, pair of fools, I've seen snakes on a plane, and it's great. <laughs> Friend of the show, Anna Jones, who will be featuring in a couple of weeks' time. She's on Twitter, at Anna Jones Sings, says, congrats on the first episode. Great music, and by the way... I have seen snakes on a plane. Nice. And then we've got Dave from Wales says, So far, so good. Hopefully I can get to the end without dropping off. Does that mean that we're boring, Dave? Please clarify that one. Hopefully we're not, but we'll find out soon enough. Dave, wake up. Hazel from Oxfordshire said, I liked it. It made me laugh. Nice. And then I've got Two Songs, Two Beers podcast. You can find them on Twitter at Two Songs, Two Beers. They said, Tenish, but I didn't bring my racket. <laughs> Vix from Bedfordshire said, Chaps, you've broken my podcast virginity. She also goes on to say, She was pleasantly surprised that we haven't got faces for radio, having stalked us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for that. And thank you, everybody, for your comments. And um, please keep sending them in. You can direct message us on Twitter. Twitter or just send us a tweet or send us an email all the details coming up very shortly get in touch that was another episode of the Tuesday show don't forget you can find us on Twitter at Tuesday underscore podcast on Instagram at the Tuesday show and on Facebook the Tuesday show podcast you can also email us CJ and Ted at the Tuesday show you can catch myself and Ted on Insta Twitface at Ted James Media and at CJ Brooks FM that's it he's Ted James I'm CJ Brooks thanks for listening until next Tuesday goodbye and goodbye I don't know about you that's it end of sentence Ha 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 